Hello and welcome to Sumo Mainichi. My name's Dave. I'm here with Amy and we are here to bring you all the action from the final day of Hatsu Basho 2023. Sumo has kicked off in an amazing way for this year and we are here to bring you the action, the happiness, the sadness, the drama, the tension. <laughs> Of of what it. has been a very entertaining basho all up. It has. I mean, January, I always feel, is a good one. It's been known for people coming out of the blue, people coming from the lower ranks, uh, first-time winners for the Yusho, and uh, this one definitely didn't disappoint. I... Struggled a little bit through November in terms of, you know, Arby coming out on top. I think that was uh, obvious well, at the time, maybe. We all had a bit of quiet reflection time after that you show. Yeah, Obviously, look, it was surprising, wasn't it? It was. That very dramatic playoff that ended up in uh, Takiyasu being very injured, uh, Arby doing that very famous henker that resulted in that, and Arby taking the you show. But it feels like a new year, mm. a chance to reset. And we came down to day 15. With two rikishi fighting at the end of the day, Takakesho and Kotashoho, winner takes the Yusho. Can you take us through what happened here? Yeah, it was really, really exciting. I had that old feeling of needing the sumo mainichi bucket. I haven't had that for a while. I, I got really, really nervous about this. Well, when you say a while, I think you had the bucket out in November. Yeah, I've always got the bucket out. <laughs> And it was no different this time. Look, I'm going to have to admit it. Kodoshoho at Maigashira 13 had just fought so well coming into this. He's rediscovered his form, hasn't he? Because he's struggled a little bit over the little while, the last little while. Um, but he's been coming back for a while and finally found some form. But when I say found some form coming into today, winning against a lot of the much, much lower Rikishi in the ranks. So he came up on the doyo against the great man, Takakesho. Well, Takakesho and all eyes were on Takakesho this basho. The lone Ozeki, no Yokozuna with Terunofuji uh, out Kyujo. This was really Takakesho's basho to win and his form into the final day was red hot, coming in 11 and 3, as he said, on the same score as Kodoshoho. I felt the pressure for Takakesho. Mm. Kodoshoho, yeah, he, he overachieved at Maigashira 13, but you can't underestimate the, the weight on Takakesho's shoulders, the feeling of responsibility, and this sniff of Yokozuna promotion in the air. Yeah, for sure. So he came into this thinking that if he got a Yusho, but a particular Yusho, he would be in... <laughs> in uh, he would be making a case for Yokozuna promotion, but it was reasonably early on uh, when he got a, a couple of losses that the JSA said quite publicly that they were starting to, well, not even starting to, that in their not-so-direct language that yes. he wouldn't be thought of for a Yokozuna promotion. So that pressure was was kind of gone for him. So you're referring to day 11, Takakesho lost against Komasubi Kodnawaka yep. and then followed up with a day 12 loss against another Komasubi Kirabiyama. 
Yeah, it feels like, I don't know, that doesn't feel like enough to count him out. But look, why don't we talk about what happened? Yes, yep. And then we can go into why. Sure, because we are still wrong. on the record 100% in favour of a Yokozuna promotion for Takakesho because he got up there against Kota Shoho. He opened up with two really, really strong Takakesho style shoves. Kodoshoho was moved backwards and then the smoothest transition, and we have seen him do this before, he's starting to do it more and more, into a beltless arm throw, the skuinage, to grab that Yusho. Yeah, it was a beautiful win. And I, I do think to see him finish off and win this Yusho with that throw, it signals a different Takakesho. He's not relying on the pushing and thrusting. He has something else up his sleeve, pulls it out. I mean, come on. The reaction of the crowd says very, very clearly to mm. me that Takakesho is the people's Yokozuna. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. don't need to wait around for a council of old uh, jaded sumo people to tell us he's yeah. Yokozuna. Sure. The people have spoken <laughs> and he's the people's Yokozuna. Yeah. I mean we, we just say that he is and therefore he is, right? We just write a sternly worded letter as oh. usual. Look. I mean we fax it through. We just say. We clap loudly from Australia. I'm sure they'll hear it. The people know. And I think, look, whether or not it happens now, I don't think matters. Mm. Takakesho will be Yokozuna. Oh, that's that's an interesting statement. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would really like to think so now. So he got his eighth junior show in November, uh, just missed out on that uh, playoff and then did back it up with a 12-3. And I know a lot of people are saying, oh, well, there's no other Ozeki. I mean, that's the other Ozeki's problem. That's exactly. not Takakesho's problem. Like I've said before, there's no other Yokozuna. Well, again, that's not his fault. Uh, but it seems like they are taking that into account and that they would have liked more than a 12-3. Okay, so you say, well, he'll back so it what, up again. So 13-2? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. Maybe. Um, will he back it up again next time? I think he's definitely in form, but I just have a little worry that, you know, maybe he won't be able to do enough. You have a worry. I have no worry. Yeah. I think he's hitting form. Yeah. He's hitting confidence. Uh, like since he hit that rough patch, and I say rough patch, he was 8-7 in both March and May of last year. He's just been in very, very fine touch. 26 years old. He's seen a lot of sumo. Mm. He knows what's going on. I do feel, we, I mean, we're, we need to remember this is his 21st basho mm. at Ozeki, 21st. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah I counted every one of them yeah. with my mind and my finger yeah. on the screen. Yeah. And when I scrolled, I was careful. Yeah, did you move your finger? Well, I moved it, my finger as I scrolled. Right. So I'm That's fairly sure. Well done. Because it sounds like a lot, right? Yeah, it does. Well, now my eyes are trying to do it really quickly, but I can't because <laughs> they're all O's and it makes my yeah, eyes blur. I know, right, I know. Look, if it's not 21st, it's somewhere around there. Yeah. I could have had some scrolling errors <laughs> and counting errors. But uh, look, the man's a champion. He's thrilled the crowd this time around. A, a deserving you show for Takakesho and a long overdue third Yusho for him. Mm, yeah, so his third Yusho, his second was in November 2020. He won that at Ozeki 
uh, at 13.2 as well. And the first was way back in 2018 at Komasubi, 13.2. That really seems to be his Yusho score. Uh, he also won the Shukun Show and the uh, Kanto Show there. And that was back when Kisnesado was around, Goedo was around. Uh, he beat both of those guys. It was uh, Kisnesado at Yokozuna, but uh, he was injured. That was where he went out and that was kind of the end. Wow, so you've really taken me back to I know. simpler days. Shodai was Magashira oh. 4. Tochinoshin <laughs> well, was still Ozeki and he wow. beat him. Okay. He beat him. Takiyasu was Ozeki still. So they were, yeah, they read, were definitely read different Read out the days. whole Banzuke for that yeah. time. <laughs> Oh, well, I really feel nostalgia for that time. Oh, absolutely. Miyogiryu was M1. <laughs> wow, okay. I'm just going to keep repeating people. Tochi Azan had not retired. Oh, great stuff. Um, a while ago. A while ago. And, of course, let's not forget that last uh, Takakeisho Yusho came in a playoff against Terunofuji. Yes, and he beat him. He did beat him. He lost him first, two and first, and yep. then beat him the second time. Oh, wow, that was really, yeah, that's bringing memories yeah. as well. Who else did he win? <laughs> did he beat there? Okay, Takiyasu. <laughs> Look, let's just read Kamasu. them all where out. Was, where was Miyogiryu? He was uh, Magashira 5 then and he did beat him. Oh, that was when Shimanumi went really well. Oh, that time. And he had to wow. beat him. He beat him from Magashira 17. Well, he cert- beat Sekiwake Mitakumi. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly a different time. Congratulations, Tucker Keisho. Uh, I think a lot of people are very, very happy about this win. And he did what needed to be done. Mm-hmm. As Lone Ozeki, he took the Yusho you know, against someone who was overachieving in the bottom ranks. This is exactly what was meant to happen. Uh, can't wait to see him not talk to the media over the next few days and not tell us about how he's going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll have a good time over the next few days. I mean, he he enjoys himself in this situation, I think. So he certainly does. Uh, special prizes yes, were also... Actually, let's talk about Kodoshaw Hawk Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to give him a bit of props because I do think that he's come back from a really tricky time when he it looked like he was injured. Um, dropped down to Jurio, ended up winning the Jurio Yusho. Um, he shared the lead from day out, day eight this time around. He didn't fight higher than Maegashira one, but he did beat Daesho Maegashira one. Well, and Arby a, as well. There's a lot of great ricochet in the higher Maegashira ranks. I don't think that speaks against his performance. Well, he didn't go that high. Well, he okay. did go up to one, but <laughs> apart from that, it wasn't sure. really okay. that high. But he did look dominant in his performances and, hey, that is known to happen in January. It's the, you know, the doing well from a low rank. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm pleased that he's back in form. I've seen some speculation about whether that will hold over or whether it was just luck. But mm. to me he looked um, solid and like he was, uh, he looked strong. Great. The special prizes were announced. Can you take us on a quick tour through those? The Ginosho, the Technique Prize, was won by Kirabiyama. And I think this is really fair. He went 11-4 at Komasubi, making a very, very strong case, which we'll talk about in a sec for Sekiwake promotion. The Sanyaku ranks are looking healthy, let's just say that. <laughs> he had uh, he had one Fusen show, but apart from that, a real range of ways that he was winning. And we've seen this from Kirabiyama in that you don't always or ever really know what he's going to do in a bout, and that's kind of his strength. He had a Totari win against Wakataka Kage. He beat 
Takakesho with a skuinage throw. I mean, that's really strong. Yoritaoshi against Midori Fuji. Hibeto Nosho, who was the other, uh, we sh- probably should have said before this, the other Yusho contender. He went really, really well this time around. Uh, Onosho at Magashira 8, beat Ryudan. He had some Yorikiri, Harukikomi, another skuinage against Kodnowaka. So beat a lot of great guys, had to fight all the way up and uh, did it with a number of techniques. Yeah, an excellent mix of kimarate and a very deserving uh, technique prize for Kiribayama. The Kanto Shaw, the Fighting Spirit Prize, went to Kota Shoho. That makes absolute sense. Now, Onosho was mm. in the running for this prize if he won, but he did not today. Uh, so no prize for him. I feel that's a bit mean-spirited. I think so. Onosho did well the whole time. He only went off the pace uh, yes, in the last today. couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Or the day before. Didn't win again today. That's fair enough. If you feel like you, you get right to the end and you can't quite muster the uh, joy for that last day when you know you're not in the, the running and it's all coming down to that final bout, I feel like you should still get the Fighting Spirit Prize if you've got to such a great score. Yeah, it puts too much weight on the final day. I mean, there's been 14 days of great sumo from North Shore. Ah, but maybe next time. The Shakunsho outstanding performance. Kodashoho, if win. Did he win? He did he not. He did not. <laughs> <laughs> so no Shakunsho handed out today again, which I feel I could have picked out four or five outstanding performances yeah, uh, this I, that time one, around. I, I don't actually feel like was that harsh against Kodashoho because of him fighting so low. But I do think there are other people who possibly could have got it. And Onosho included again. Well, exactly. Kodashoho fighting spirit, absolutely. So fighting up. Yep. From the bottom, persevering every day. But I'm not sure why not give him the outstanding performance. I mean, it it wasn't if win today actually, but if it had have been, it could have been because of the way he lost today, which was the Hansoku. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Mage. Yeah, grab, the hair pull. The hair pull yeah. of uh, Hoshoryu, yeah. which we'll get to. Uh, but still, anyway, I think I'm not sure was a little bit jibbed with those prizes, but we never always agree with all of them. No, no, and that's the whole point. That's why we love it? our uh, Jurio uh, special prizes, our Sumo Manichi Jurio special prizes, which you can hear who we gave those out to if you listen to our Jurio live stream on YouTube. We did that today as we do every day one, eight and 15. So just head on to YouTube and uh, look up Sumo Manichi. You can listen to today's Jurio fights. Absolutely. So we're going to take you on a quick tour through the lower division show winners. In Jonakuchi, there was a three-way playoff that occurred <laughs> yeah. today, which was uh, quite exciting. Between three very young rikishis, we had uh, Kazuno Umi, the 19-year-old Mongolian, uh, Kodosato, uh he was 21 years old and still is 21 years old. And Okano, the 17-year-old, they all went into this three-way playoff. But Kazunomi, he beat Korosato and then Okano to take the uh, Jonokuchi Yusho. And we heard him interviewed and he had really had his head together, this guy. He sounded older than his years. He's from Oshiogawa Baya and looked very, had real cool hair, you know, down there you He had a bit of long hair and then there was a few mullets and stuff in this playoff. (laughs) I really enjoyed the hair. But, yeah, Jonakuchi, 11, his first basho, he will be on the rise, as will those other two, I'm sure. Johnny Dunn, Takara Fuji, Takeru Fuji. 
from Isagahama Bayer. He's 23 years old. He's from Nihon University. Uh, and he won John Acucci. This is only his second basho. He won wow. John Acucci in November. Johnny Dunn this time ar- around. He's on the rise. Sandanme, it was Kaizen. He's 29 from Asakayama Bayer. Came back from injury. He's been in sumo since 2016. Been around for a while. But uh, obviously is way lower than he should be and is uh, making his way back up. So that was the Sandanme you show. Well, there's something about... Ricochet, who are a few years into their career, finding their groove. Yeah. That I really, really like to see. And Kaizen definitely falls into that category. But Kushta, well, we have a new uh, young Ricochet. Powerhouse. A powerhouse, perhaps, to pin our hopes on. Ochiai, the uh, 19-year-old from Miyagino Bayer. Came straight in to Makushta 15 and he won the Yusho. Probably will go to Jurio. We think he may be I going there. I think so. That's what I uh, I have seen and heard. I mean, there are quite a few other people in Makushta knocking on the door, actually. It's a, it's a bit stacked up the top there. But when you come in at that rank and then you win the Usho 7-0, it's kind of that, well, let's get him out of exactly. Makushta. Like we're talking about with the next winner of Jurya Asaniyama, if you're that good and you're kind of blowing through that division, let's just get them out of there. So Asaniyama ended up winning the Jurya Usho. That actually happened yesterday. He went 6-1. and one. He was beaten by Daishoho uh, on uh, day 14. No, day 12. Or it was so. a little earlier, yeah. yeah. Day 12. Um, but managed to beat everyone else who was going well even. Kim Bozan was his biggest yeah. competitor probably, beat him on day 13. Then it was all down to him winning one more uh, on day 14 and Kim Bozan losing, which he did. He went up to Makuchi well, yeah. and lost against Tsurugisho. <laughs> sure. But that's because he's got a strapped up shoulder. I think Kim Bozan today, again, we saw that he's quite injured in that shoulder. One of the things we were talking about in our uh, live Jurio coverage today that you can find on YouTube is how well Kim Balzan did uh, over the two weeks of this basho. Uh, but it was Asaniyama from Jurio 12 winning the U show. No big surprises there. The question now is, is that enough for him to see uh, promotion to Makuchi? And we think it should be because of that idea of not like if he was at Jurio one and he just beats everyone all over again, you know, what's, what's the point point? kind of, of, of the whole Jurio division then in March. So get him out of there, promote him, but it doesn't seem to always happen. Uh, the 14 one you show has only from Jurio 12 (laughs) has only happened once, uh, in Sumo DB as far as we can find. It was in 1959. Yeah, for, it was Utagawa who won the Yusho, the Jurio Yusho from that particular rank, and he went to Jurio 3. Mm. But it's it's very hard to say if we can apply that logic mm. to 2022. As an example, if we have a look at the number one single in America from September <laughs> 1959, it was by an artist called Craig Douglas with the song Only 16. Now, I haven't heard that song, but I can only guess it's problematic. Yeah, yeah, probably only happened back then, that, that kind of song. I reckon. And I think that shows us that we can't really apply that logic, the 1959 logic to 2022. So <laughs> look, we're passionate followers of the Jurio division. 
we would probably like to see Asniyama exit into the top division where he deserves to be so we can get back to our pure Jurio competition yep. that we so much enjoy. But it's out of our hands <laughs> we despite saw the uh, faxes I've sent. <laughs> <laughs> We've requested it. Yep. It'll probably happen because of that. Uh, Asaniyama had a lot of support. We saw uh, heaps of banners, heaps of towels, heaps of support for it was him. Huge, wasn't it? So there's no doubt that uh, he's regained a lot of his following that he had before uh, he was out. And speaking of going back up to Makuchi, there are a number of uh, fellows who are in the running for that. And one of my favourites there is Bushozan who at Jurio 1 finished on 9 and 6. Great so performance. I think when we turn up to the very first day of Osaka in the flesh, hopefully we'll be seeing Bushozan at uh, the lower ranks, Magashira ranks in Makuchi. And maybe there with him, Hokuseiho, he finished 9-6 at Jurio 2. People are starting to suss him out, but he still managed to get uh, nine wins. Kim Bozan, as we mentioned, only failed in the last few days through that injury, which hopefully he'll be able to overcome. 11-4 at Jurio 5. Daishoho, 12-3 at Jurio 6. Then we have Asaniyama, as we mentioned, 14-0. And if, if there was another position vacant, because there's a few guys dropping down and Okunumi retired and stuff. Chionakuni, he went 10 and 5 at Jurio 7. Well, look, was it a heroic effort? Yes. Will it inspire a new generation of uh, kids to take up the sport of sumo? Yes. Did it make you happy? Did it Very make it yes. me happy? Yes. Should Chionakuni go to Makuchi? No. Okay. I think at Jurio 7, put him at Jurio 1. Let him enjoy the sunset of his career there. Don't go back. Mm-hmm. Could but be a bit difficult. Could be a bit difficult, but great to see um, the people's champion. Absolutely. <laughs> Fighting so freely. Absolutely. Uh, free from injury perhaps for now. <laughs> <laughs> for now. This for is now. very heavily bandaged. We'll see Teretsuyoshi drop out, Chiyosokaye Kaisho. So big news about Teretsuyoshi. He finished 5 and 10 and, yeah, needs to go back to the unsalaried ranks now. Mm. What's well, going to happen down there? Yeah, I think he'll be back quite soon. And we saw an improvement from him from November. So, yeah, we'll see him back very soon. Some rikishi that we'll see in Jurio next time. Tamashoho Tomokaze, which is a great thing from uh, Makushita 2, went 4 and 3. Togashori, you might get a re-invitation yes. to the salad, salaried ranks with his 4-3 uh, from Makushita 2. Uh, Ochiai. Now, there's a lot of talk about this kid. He went 7-0, and zero, took the U-show from Makushita 15. Mm. We could see a promotion for him. Well, let's uh, talk a bit about the Sanyaku, the higher ranks of... Uh, no, let's talk a lot about the Sanyaku. Yep. Only about them for the next two hours. Takakesho, we've talked about quite a bit. I mean, I was just impressed this time around by the different Kimarite that he was winning mm. by as well. He really, to me, is looking more and more flexible. His nose bled a lot. Wow. He just got punched over and over. I don't know. I think today was one of the rare days where he didn't get hit yeah. in the nose and bleed. I feel like we've seen a lot more blood this basho generally. Uh, yeah. I haven't had many nosebleeds in my life. Mm. Uh, I can't imagine what it must be like to go out day after day 
after you've been smacked in the nose. Yeah. Well, also when you've got the kind of breathing problems that come from the setup of a rikishi's body as well, like you're trying to breathe in the first place. It's not as easy as perhaps it could be. And then your nose is full of blood and you've got to stand there in front of 12,000 people pretending that nothing's happened, yes. your blood splattered all <laughs> over your chest. I mean, Takakesha, he's very good at doing that and we did see it probably five or six well, times. I feel like it was a lot. And look, Takakesho fought hard throughout the last two weeks and it wasn't always easy. I, I feel like he, uh, I think the days of the one, two, three push out have gone, but what he's replaced it with mm. is an extra dimension to his sumo. And I think this above all else is why I think that he's probably ready for Yokozuna promotion. And once he get there, he, he will be very hard to dislodge. He's incredibly consistent. Yeah. There were a lot of Sanyaku this time around. So the four Sekiwake and the four Komasubi. And it doesn't look like there will be many fewer in March, which is really, really exciting. They are trying to, I think, it seems like they're trying to stack these ranks to give everybody the the best possible opportunity to get to Yokozuna, to get to Ozeki, but they actually don't have to force it really because it's really happening up here. It's very exciting. The two top Sekiwake both got uh, Kachikoshi. It was Wakataka Kage and Hoshoryu. So let's start off with Wakataka Kage. He did, he did struggle quite a bit. We keep saying, is he on a Nozeki run? Is he on a Nozeki run? And it's quite I clear I have never again, said that. No, no. <laughs> well, that he's not. <laughs> I'm glad you've never said it yeah. because he's, he's actually not. He's not quite finding wins where he needs to. Yeah. Had some great bouts, uh, but when it comes down to those matches where it's 50-50, he can lose against people he should perhaps win against. Uh, and that's why we see Wakataka Kage finishing on that 9-6 score. The other uh, Sekiwake, well, one of the other Sekiwakes, Hoshoryu. An interesting story around Hoshoryu. Uh, this Basho, of course, I think the, the big news was he took a day off Kujo on day 10. So on day nine, on the bales in his bout against Wakamoto Haru, tried to hold himself up to throw Wakamoto Haru, but Wakamoto Haru was on top of him. Mm. And we saw in very graphic detail on the replays, uh, a very bad roll of the ankle for Hoshori there. I think it was dislocated and they had to pop it back in. I haven't uh, really heard about that was... with the ankle, like you'd smack the shoulder against the wall or whatever. I was going to say that that I haven't really heard of ankle dislocation. And I think about it in the way I think the ankle joint is a much more complicated joint than, say, the shoulder. Yeah. Now, what am I basing that on? Your feeling. Ex- extensive knowledge of extensive, anatomy. <laughs> extensive feeling about anatomy. Mm. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, yeah. And in fact, I think the ankle, oh, here's what it is. I think the ankle is more likely to rip tendons and break before it dislocates. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, the the injury we saw looked horrific. Yeah. So we heard, I think we heard on day 10 that Hoshoryu intended to return on day 11. Yeah. I was very surprised by that news. Yeah. Um, He came back though and won on day 11. He did come back. He looked 
ginger. Yeah. Yeah, he was kind of, well, I imagine they dosed him up on painkillers. So he stepped up okay, but after each bout, you could see that he was sort of projecting this air. He always projects this air of I'm going to win, I'm the best up here, which is really sensible. But he, <laughs> sensible. Um, he came up luckily perhaps against Nishiki Fuji uh, on day 11 and was able to take him but then lost the next three, yeah, three against Ryuden, Wakataka Kage and Takakesho. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But today he got a win but he didn't get a win despite his, with really anything to do with his ankle. He did um, get pulled down on the edge and went down before his opponent Onosho went out. But Amonui was called and it was um, deemed so that Onosho's hand had uh, pulled his, the hair pulled. Yeah, so. <laughs> trying to look, describe it in some no, arty I know way. I, but you've done a really good job. I haven't. Um, but Hoshori came into this bout against Onosho on 7-7. His Sekiwake status on the line. Mm. And really, it was Onosho who was the aggressor there. And as yeah. you said, they crashed down. Uh, the decision was given to Onosho. Hoshori went down first. But the replay, or a very quick Monoe was called. The replay showed a very different Hansoku, which is the hair pull. Normally, you see people raking their fingers through the hair. But in this case, uh, Onosho had grabbed the, what do they call it, the chomage or the, mm. the ponytail and wrenched Toshori Yeah, down so I think it actually did contribute. Oh, to 100%. The it wasn't just the hands in the no, hair. No, no. Uh, it was a, an actual tug down and maybe he wouldn't have gone down so quickly. Yeah, or... I think so. Like I, I really do think in this case it had to be reversed. But for Hoshori, that's very, very lucky on day 15. He ends up on 8 7 ends up getting his kachikoshi and ends up staying at Sekiwake. Sumo's a funny old game. Yeah, it really is. I mean, he was so lucky. In choosing to come back from the ankle injury, he had some success. That was number one. And then, you know, that they saw that hair pull today oh. and, and deemed it a, a Hansoku, you know, like that was lucky for him as well. So he'll he'll take it. He's had enough eight sevens in his time. That's true. He'll absolutely take this one. So that means that Wakataka Kage and Shordai, Shordai, oh, absolutely not Shordai. How could but you let's do that to me? Here. I wish you could say that. <laughs> and uh, Hoshoryu. Hoshoryu, that's the one, uh, will stay at Sekiwake. But the two who will not are Takayasu and Shodai, the aforementioned Shodai. Now, poor old Takayasu, his injuries have caught up with him here. He lost the first uh, three days. He won the fourth against Tobizaru, but lost then again against Kodnawaka. And that was where uh, the injury came and he decided to go Kujo. Um so Takiyasu, well, it's, it's I mean, happened. <laughs> absolutely heartbreaking. We were all thinking he's on an Ezeki run, of course, September last year, 11-4, Jun Yusho, Kanto Show. In November last year, Jun Yusho, Shukun Show. So for him to go out injured on day six, huge tragedy. Look, I mean, this is the Takiyasu journey. Yeah, and he's really been through so much. And yep. I actually had in my notes that on day three was when he fell off the doyo against Tamawashi. And maybe that was when an injury, another injury occurred. He just couldn't stay out of the wars here. And, you know, maybe it's a thing of just getting a little bit older and 
oh, maybe absolutely. is, is you know, back make, making him move differently or I don't know what happened, but he, he didn't look great after that fall off the doyo. And even though he got the win after that, it wasn't a huge surprise no. uh, that he went QJO. There were a couple of people going QJO at that time. <sighs> it's heartbreaking. So, Takiyasu, I, I don't know if he'll be back. If he is, he would be it. Komasubi or would he drop down? Uh, he lower? might. He might drop back into. I think the, he'd uh, go back into Magashira ranks. Magashira right? ranks, but time will tell. The other Sekiwake was our old mate Shodai. Yep. Who needed ten wins yep. to regain his Ozeki status? And uh, look, he didn't do it. Not even close. Not a great surprise. Uh, still. That moment, though, on uh, day eight. Day eight against Wakamoto Haru. When he was taken off the doyo by Wakamoto Haru and Shodai took a moment where he put his hands against the doyo. He hung his head. Yeah. He knew it was over. I, I really felt that. Yeah. People maybe suggest that Shodai doesn't care and I think we've suggested the same with Mitakuyumi, you know, that he has sort of looked like he's like, oh, well, I'll just keep going and, and do my best. But I think with Shodai, he really, really does. It's really a part of his, uh, you know, his persona, his uh, way of life that he succeeds, even though it doesn't look like he's trying I don't sometimes. Know. I, I, I don't really subscribe ever to that. Uh, idea that people don't care. Mm. I'm sure Shodai would love to be putting up big numbers. Yeah. It's just that different Rikishi have a, a different way of reacting to losses. Yeah. Let's talk about Tobizaru. Every time he loses, it's like, ooh, that yeah. was close. Maybe next time. Shodai, as we've spoken about many times in the past, goes a bit floppy when he yeah. loses. And this Basho, we saw him go a bit floppy when he was winning. Yeah. He was just so, all round floppy, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. So look, Shodai, he'll have a big drop here uh, back to the Maegashira ranks, but it's a new chapter for him. Yeah, um, well, because not only did he lose his Ozeki rank with oh, the not I getting say, the, yeah. the 10 wins, he didn't even get the eight wins. No. <laughs> the Kachikoshi. He didn't so even get seven wins. He didn't even get seven. He went six and nine. Uh, one over, you know, he beat Kiribayama. He beat sure. Kotonowaka. But um, he lost to heaps of other people. <laughs> <laughs> well, nine other people to be exact. <laughs> and Miyokiryu today as well. Like he kind of had given up a little bit by yeah. the end. Well, no, he tried. He actually really tried hard today. That's a yeah, Shodai. <laughs> Shodai. Oh, Shodai. What can he's you a, say about the great He's man. a paradox. He's no longer Ozeki. He's no longer Sekiwake. He's no longer Sanyaku. But he's Good still a great him. guy in our hearts. I love a Shodai. The Komasubi. What a performance. We've already touched on it uh, with him winning the Ginosho, the Technique Prize. It's Kiribayama. He uh, he started off uh, okay. He got hankered by Tobizaru. <laughs> that was rude. Day five. Yeah, that was rude. But then, yeah, came back with a whole lot of uh, great Kimarite and different ways of winning, moved around the doyo well, beat Onosho, uh, beat Takakesho. 
That was one of those losses that took Takakesha out of Yokozuna promotion range on day 12. And it looks like with uh, his end performance of 11 and 4 that he is he would be moving up to Sekiwake, which would mean there would be three at least. He is Sekiwake bound for sure. Kiribayama is just so consistent. When, he, when the bouts go for more than a couple of seconds, you know he's going to be on the belt. And from that position, he has so much that he can do from there. Uh, seeing him today on the belt, you just know he's probably going to win those bouts mm, from there. Mm. Um, and, and I should say, you mentioned that he was hankered by Toby Zaru mm. uh, on day five. A lot of people have been talking about this basho as the hanker basho. Yes, yes. So we got in contact with uh, one of our g- good friends, uh, Ben Marshman, PhD in hanker research and yep. the science of hanker. Uh, and we spoke to him about the stats and the uh, bigger picture uh, flows of Henker throughout not only this basho but over the last two years. So we'll bring you that interview at the end uh, of our coverage today. So check it out because it's a, it's a fascinating conversation about Henker. Kodunawaka is the other Komasubi, uh, the other top Komasubi, I should say. He came into today at 7 and 7. He is struggling a little bit, Kodunawaka. He started off uh, with four losses. Wasn't a great start, really, this basho for uh, Kodunawaka. He was fighting quality opponents. He lost to Abi Hoshoryu Shorai. Mm-hmm. I count him as a quality opponent. Yep, oh, same. And Kiribayama. So 0-4 going into the last 10 days. But from there, he only dropped three uh, and powered his way to uh, Kachikoshi winning against Hokuto Fuji today in a 7-7 matchup. So Kodnawaka will stay Komasubi for March. So that's two Komasubi, one of which uh, will move up to Sekiwake, Kiribayama. The other two, Meisei and Wakamoto Haru. So Meisei had another failure at Komasubi, unfortunately. He went five and ten. He lost the, what I call the Meisei chaos. He couldn't find <laughs> his way. He just looked a bit predictable, perhaps. Uh, in January 2022, last year, um, after a couple of basho at Sekiwake, then he had a seven and eight, and then he had a five, ten, and then he had his famous one and fourteen. But he's made his way back from then. But when he re-entered at Komasubi, he he couldn't find the wins <sighs> again. Sanyaku just isn't a comfortable place for Meisei. I think he was a good competitor every day, but just couldn't convert to wins. I think this is where Meisei tops out. Yeah, I mean he has been. Sekiwake, but he, he wasn't, yeah. yeah, he couldn't stay there either. Needs another go at it. So he vacates a Komasubi spot, but I'll tell you who doesn't, and that's the great man Wakamoto Haru. Well, yes, Wakamoto Haru, Shin Komasubi. One of the hardest uh, roles in sumo, I think you'd have to agree. The new uh, person coming into Komasubi, the pressure's on you know, from an outside uh, media perception, everyone wants to see how you'll do. But then you're also facing the best of the best. Uh, Wakamoto Haru responded very, very well. A 9-6 over the 15 days. And, uh, look, I mean, he made us wait for that Kachikoshi, yes. though. It was day only 14, yesterday, day 14. Uh, 
a win against Tamawashi, uh, and boy, looking out into the crowd, there are a lot of people who love this kid. I was on the uh, tier watch lookout, also called tier watch. <laughs> I'm watching out. I'm looking out. I've got the binoculars. I think he got really emotional there when he got his kachikoshi because he tried and it was late and he, he sort of kept losing and he, he never loses badly. Uh, no, that's right. He never really gets totally run over. Uh, but he'd had a loss to Daisho, who, who he would have loved to beat, but was just a bit strong for him this time around. He'd lost to Midori Fuji, which I think would have been disappointing to him. And because he'd started off with those three losses to Takakesho, Abi and Kirabiyama, that just put him a little bit on the back foot then after those other losses. And he just would have started to think, oh, I'm not going to, I'm going to get there. And like so many other people, I'm going to struggle and fall back out and have to have another couple of goes. So when that proved not to be the case and he, he found the form, which he is quite obviously in. And got that late Kachikoshi against Tamawashi, no less. I like, know. That's Quality not easy. opponent. I think he was emotional. Yeah, well, I was emotional. Yeah, me I too. I was blotting away tears yeah. as well. Let's just zoom out a little bit. January 2022, Wakamoto Haru made his uh, Makuchi debut. Mm. So one year ago, he was at Magashira 15. He put up three nine sixes in a row and it was only in July at Maigashira 4 where he, he posted his only Makakoshi for the year at 6 and 9 and from there has responded with a 10-5 at Maigashira 6, a 10-5 at Maigashira 4, robbed with that, and then a 9-6 <laughs> at Komasubi. So consistency is really the, uh, the key thing for Wakamoto Haru here potential for Sekiwake promotion, what's your thoughts on that? Well, he would, it's not like that would be five Sekiwake. That would only make four with Kiribayama, uh, Hoshori and Wakataka Kage. So why not have the Waka brothers oh, in there? Exactly. Exactly. My thoughts on that. Also because knocking on the door again are the two Maegashira one candidates who both went really, really well. Obviously, uh, Tobizaru got his kachikoshi, but especially, what I mean, not obviously, especially Daisho at 10 and 5. Daisho is in red hot form at the moment and he's a classic Maegashira one. Well, when I say classic, he's the Maegashira one who is good v the other kind of Maegashira one where people are promoted and they struggle a bit. Although but, I, I feel like he's had that as well. Well, no, actually, <laughs> I, I agree. He has been that Maegashira one before, but not this time. Not this time. He finished off this Basho with an, uh, it was a brilliant performance against a very underpowered Aoyama. The skill difference here was uh, palpable, just completely outclassed him and finished on 10 and 5. Uh, look. I think the move to Sanyaku here from M1 is undeniable. I think the question is, he may skip Komasubi because of the log jam there and go straight to Sekiwake. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he would be the sixth then, unless he <laughs> jumped Wakamoto Haru. Uh, not the sixth, the fifth. Uh, but we did go from zero to 100 with Daesho because, you know, we started thinking around day 12 when he got his kachikoshi, we were like, oh, great, he's back to Komasubi. And then straight away yeah. after that, we're like, oh, Sekiwake, Sekiwake, put him up. Well, here's the thing. I think people listen to other podcasts for <laughs> realistic Sanyaku projections. <laughs> we're here for the dream. Yeah. 
And the dream is a 10-5 at Margashira 1. You go to Seki Wake, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. We want it. Everyone wants it. He was in the Yusho race, I have to say, for a while. He was pretty close uh, to the other guys, Kotoshoho, Nosho, Takakesho. Um, on day 14, he needed all of those three guys to lose, and obviously they didn't. But it's worth saying that uh, he finished at 10 and 5, but he, you know, he did lose uh, a couple there that. Maybe he shouldn't have, yeah. but he he was in the Yusho race for a while, which is really strong. The other Magashira won, Tobi Zaru, always an absolute joy to watch. He beat Takakesha on day two. So that was a really early, you know, January Basho, Hatsu Basho style extravaganza. Uh, but he went on the road to Kachikoshi on day 10, which means he got up to uh, seven losses on day two, day 10. Day 10, yeah. And ended up going... Kachikoshi with that, five wins in a row. That is quite extraordinary. Uh, yeah, I mean, Tobi Zaru, there was some uh, high points and some low points. The low point for me was when he hankered Takiyasu on mm. day four, completely unnecessary. But look, as you said, the the mental uh, fortitude that he showed over the last five days of the Basho, to get that uh, those important wins to keep him competitive at Maegashira 1, he's on the east side, so... That is deserving of Sanyaku promotion. Mm -hmm. And again, other podcasts can tell you whether that's possible. Possible. I think it's possible. I think it should be. So our Sanyaku, we reckon uh, Tobizaru, definitely Komasubi, uh, Meisei is gone. We've got Kodnawaka, Komasubi. Uh, and then Sekiwake, we've got the five, I reckon. Daisho, <laughs> Wakamoto Haru, Kirabiyama, Wakataka Kage, Hoshoryu. Why not? Well, That's a dream. We're here to dream. <laughs> we're dreamers. I love it. I love it. The only bad thing about Tobi Zaru's uh, Kachikoshi was that it was a day 15, 7-7 matchup. Yes. And he was against Koto Echo. We had the dream. <sighs> Another dream we had was hearing the Koto Echo song again. We haven't heard it for a long time. He hasn't been... Kachikoshi for quite a while. Well, it's been a very, very long time. We haven't heard the song since uh, March of mm. last year. Mm. And we didn't hear it Not today. Not this time. I heard it in my head Yeah, as he was getting ready to go, but I didn't hear it on the MP3. Maegashira 2, we had Mitakumi and Tamawashi Mitakumi. He had a really great start and we started to really question uh, whether he was on his way straight back up again, whether he the pressure was off and he'd now discovered that he actually wanted to go back up and he was uh, his form was back. But then he lost to Hoshoryu and Takakesho and ended up 7 and 8 Makakoshi. So it's hard to know, as always, what's happening with Mitakumi. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on the other side, we had Tamawashi, who finished with a respectable 9-6. Of course, Tamawashi, I would still say, is in his hangover period <laughs> of his uh, September 2022 Yusho he went 6-9 in uh, November and backs it up now at uh, Maegashira 2 with a quite a strong 9-6, although he did lose uh, three of the last four days. Mm. I mean, you could say that 9-6 and six at Maegashira 2 has a chance of going to Komasubi. He won't because of the yeah. Sanyaku <laughs> thing we mentioned before, but it, it'll be Maegashira 1 for sure. It's so funny that we... We're looking at 9-6 at Maegashira 2 as a disappointing yeah. performance. It's <laughs> only because it's Tamawashi. Yeah. And as you said, the competition is so strong. 
Mikey Shearer 3, Arby. Now, he uh, came into day 15 at 7 and 7. He was paired up against another 7 and 7 at Tsurigisho, who was all the way down the bottom, but uh, Arby had to fight early. Uh, he won, as you would expect him to, perhaps against Tsurigisho, but um, it wasn't really a great follow-up performance after his U show. People were really finding ways to... Uh, to beat him. Absolutely. And we talk about that you show hangover and Arby definitely felt it here. Uh, it seems as though that kind of Arby style, straight out of the touchy eye, high thrusts, people are wise to now and they're finding ways around it. Uh, but at Maegashira 3 in 8-7 is a solid result, but it might be a little while before we see him at Sanyaku. On the other side of Maegashira 3, we had Midori Fuji, who finished on a disappointing Six and nine. And look, the thing that sticks out to me, a couple of dirty hankers from Midori Fuji. <laughs> totally. Which is not the way I know him to go about his business. On day nine, he hankered Abby. Fair enough. Redemption hanker, I can deal with. But the hanker against Maysay was no good. But he actually lost that one in the end. So justice prevailed. Uh, look, a six, nine for him at Maegashira three. We'll see him slide down a little bit. Uh, but far from his uh, highest rank of Maegashira 1, which he achieved back in September. The other interesting thing with Midori Fuji was on day five, he won by Uchi Muso uh, against Miyogiryu, which was a Kimarite that I hadn't seen before. Yes. Why are you laughing at me? Well, no, I'm laughing because I've written in the notes and I didn't go back to it. What is that? What is that? I know. Well, I've just looked it up. <laughs> yep, great. Because we'd obviously made a note there. What is that? It's an inner thigh propping twist down using the left or right hand to grab onto the outside of the opponent's left or right knee <sighs> and twisting the opponent down. So you grab the knee, twist them down with that. But I just thought it was worth a mention because uh, obviously we didn't know that Kimarite and I, I don't think it yeah, absolutely. comes up very often. I mean, I, I often compare Kimarite to wines. Mm. So you, Yorikiri is your Shiraz, your Oshidashi is your um, Merlot. There's some very common ones. Mm -hmm. And then there's like 50 or 60 other weird ones. Viognier. Oh, exactly. And I was about to say Uchi Muso is the Viognier of the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Kimarate or the wine world. Yum. <laughs> Yummy Uchi You're very Muso. quick with that, um, that wine. Oh, I was variety. definitely thinking of it because <laughs> I'm sure you're about to, to throw to me with one and I was going to have to say Pinot Noir, which is actually not very... Well, no, um, I think that would be your Yori Taoshi, like yeah, somewhat exactly. common. But so I was trying to think of something that isn't sure. as well known. What, what's even less? Uh, well known. In wine. Well, I've, I've come up with one. I don't need to come up with any more. Yeah. We've done it. Nishiki Fuji in <laughs> Maegashira 4 position and Sadanoumi. Nishiki Fuji lost something here. Um, whether it was a bit of an injury, I saw someone comment that he was standing up at the touchy eye a little right. bit more. And okay. maybe that was a back issue or a, yep. some hips or knees or something like that, that he wasn't getting into a position that he was comfortable with. But after four Kachikoshi in a row, his Juryo show, Kanto show. Um, and rising to his highest rank of Magashira 4 this time around. He he beat Wakataka Kage and Meisei, but they were his only two big scalps. He certainly didn't seem to be moving uh, all that freely, so hopefully he can fix that before March when we're there, if we haven't mentioned, in Osaka. 
Our other M4 is Sadanumi, who finishes this basho on six and nine. Look, it's worth appreciating that Sadanumi is 35 years of age. Oh, yeah. And this is his equal highest rank in seven years. So it's been a long time since we've seen Sadanumi this high, but unfortunately he'll see a bit of a drop next time. Mikeshira 5, Ryudin. Finishes strong on 9-6. He had a great battle today uh, against Kirabiyama. Uh, Ryudin continues his upwards trajectory uh, after his suspension back in 2021. <laughs> and this is his third basho back in uh, Makuchi. It really feels like he's just been there forever. Exactly. I was about to say that. feels like he's been back for way longer. It doesn't feel like he left at all, actually. Yeah. And that's a good feeling. Oh, I don't mind it. It's a very good feeling. But I guess the big question is, can he find his way back to Komasubi, that uh, high rank that he was back in July 2019? Nishikigi, he went nine and six. Look, he had a really good oh. time of it this time around. I love when Nishikigi fights well. Well, I think this is a, I mean, the last, I'd say, maybe nine months, we've seen a real resurgence uh, in Nishikigi's sumo. Felt like he was uh, stuck in Jurio forever, but since his forms clicked a little bit, we've seen him, we've seen him rise uh, a year ago. Uh, in January, he was Jurio 2, and now he's finishing at Maegashira 5 on 9 and 6. A great effort for him. His highest rank was Maegashira 2 in January 2019, so we'll be uh, approaching well, that. Well, he might. He might go close to that, and who knows where Nishikigi can go. Really nice. Up there. Get up there, Nishikigi. Hokuto Fuji. <laughs> Get up there. Get up there. Hokuto Fuji. He got his makakoshi. I can hear Yuki running around there. She's pretty happy tonight. Uh, makakoshi for Hokuto Fuji. Uh, he's another one for me that I, like maybe in the Mitakumi sphere a little bit, I, I just never quite know what's happening with him. He came into today on seven and eight. He was against Kodno Waka for a Nanashonana high battle. That was a little bit tough for him perhaps, but a patchy one for him, three losses in a row on yeah, the last look- three days. Yeah, and in fact, over the last uh, seven days, he lost five bouts. So uh, a weak end to what was a promising start for Hokuto Fuji. I, I really do think that since that uh, 10-5, where I think he opened with about nine wins in a row back in September, I've really felt a shift uh, in the appreciation of Hokuto Fuji. Yeah. Uh, and I definitely saw it uh, in the crowd at Kokugi Khan this oh, time they around. love him for sure. Lots of signs. And, and now this kind of recognition of that uh, pre-basho ritual of picking up the salt and holding it to his forehead. Yeah, almost like praying or yeah. taking a moment of meditation or exactly, something. Exactly, exactly. So, look, it's a 7-8, Maegashira 6, it's cool. He's going to be around. Well, we'll see him in March. I might be able to meet him and talk to him about my feelings. Time will tell. I You're you Giryu. <laughs> like I did with Anosho. Exactly. Had such a great reception. And he hated that. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he finished on six and nine. Uh, he fought uh, Magashira 16. He fought Sekiwake. That was pretty Miyogiryu to move around like that and to have varied success. He beat them both. Beat a Sekiwake. Beat a Magashira 16. But uh, six and nine couldn't, couldn't get a Kachikoshi. Yeah. Uh, moving on to our Maegashira 7s, of course, Ichinojo uh, was Kyujo for the entire Basho out because of a COVID violation. Also, probably other things that we don't know about. Now, um, Ura. Yes. Ura. 
Yes. What do we say about Ura? <laughs> it was a, uh, he went into the final day against Azamaru and you could just feel the skill difference as uh, Ura cleaned uh, Azamaru up. Look, this is a much better result for Ura, even though it's a 7-8 because he went 4-11 back in uh, November. He still continues to be this uh, riddle. Yep. He's hard to beat some days, easy to beat other days. Uh, after, you know, spending a little bit of time up towards the higher Maegashira ranks, and Maegashira 7 now will drop probably one place uh, for March. He always gives us magic moments. So when you think back on the last few years, something that, uh, well, since he's come back or before, something that thrilled you or something that you're talking about with other people often comes from Ura. And this time on day nine, he gifted us the the magic fingers. I, I don't what? really know what happened there, but oh. he beat uh, Nishiki Fuji. And as he pulled him down, or as Nishiki Fuji went down, he sort of, sort of fluttered his fingers uh, in a way. Uh, it's hard to know what well, he was suggesting at any moment in time, but was he guiding him down or? It was weird. It was weird. It was hard to know what was going through his head. He started flapping the hands very early. Yeah, yeah. As if to say, you know, the first one was, I might need to push this guy down. Oh, no, he's gone down. Yeah. The seven or eight flaps after that, I can't, I can't explain. Well, then he was just being ura. I mean, he was smiling as he was taking the winning envelopes. He just enjoys his life, I think, Ura. And that yeah. was that was just an Ura doing Ura things. He's a bit of a meme lord. He, how is he to know? Well, he probably wanted somebody to to do the pink lightning that they did. <laughs> True. You know, to yeah. have him zap Nishikifuji in a meme on the way down. Yeah, look, I didn't love it, oh, i got to say. Oh, no. No, I mean, I, just, I, I felt like it was distracting from the bigger problems or in his token. sumo. It was token. You think that's something yeah, that look, Ura does? I don't know. Ura has to work really, really hard to win you over. Like well, occasionally like, oh, that was I don't right. know. Look, I mean, he's a champion. He's a people's champion. Mm. Who am I to say? But, uh, you know, I, I feel like seven and eight at Maegashira seven, it's below what he should be doing. Mm, I think mm. he should be doing a lot better than this. So, yeah, sure, like Nishiki Fuji falls down and you flap your hands around, but... It's distracting from the bigger questions. <laughs> I was really, I felt really well disposed to him this time no, around. I'm not sure. Oh, that's it was. great. I mean, it's great. <laughs> he finished on seven <laughs> and eight at Magashira seven. So we'll see a little slip. Or oh, not sure though. We've spoken a bit about him up to here. He finished on 10 and five and he was in the Usho race until day 14. He looked strong. He wasn't getting pushed down like he can, or he did a couple of times. <laughs> Um, but then he lost against Kirabiyama and then today the uh, Hansoku, Han, yeah. Hansoku loss against Hoshori, the uh, hair pull. Um, well, look, I mean. He looked really powerful. Look, Onosho looked fantastic uh, in the first 13 days of this Basho. Yesterday, I think the thing, he needed to win against Kodosho Hor to stay in it. And the unfortunate thing with the way that he lost is he lost in a way we've seen so many times before. And when Onosho's going bad, you see this multiple times a basho. We only really saw it once. It's where his upper body goes forward, the feet stay behind, and he falls over forward. And Kodoshaw Ho made that look uh, 
very obvious yesterday as uh, Ornoshaw hit the ground. But not to take away from Ornoshaw's performance, when his touchy eye is good, he's he looks unstoppable, especially fighting from Maegashir 8. Yeah, absolutely. It was a great basho for Ornoshaw. Yep. Um, as he said, he looked strong and I look forward to seeing what he can do in March. He'll get a serious bump. I mean, he should be right up there at the top of Maegashira ranks, I would say. Yeah, I would definitely say. Uh, on the other side of Maegashira 8, Oho, a.k.a. Wang Peng, finished on a very disappointing 4 and 11. <sighs> look, I'm going to go for the most recent memory, which was his bout today against, uh, who was it? Kagiaki. He looked great. Uh, moved freely, moved Kagiaki uh, around the doyo with ease. But look, there was one of the few highlights that we can pull out over the last few weeks. Oho uh, doesn't feel suited to even uh, mid Maegashira. Uh, and he'll see a very uh, dramatic slide from Maegashira 8 with his 4 and 11. This was his highest ranks rank, but we definitely know that... Uh, Pressure off Oho is the best Oho. When he feels pressure, he just can't seem to do anything. But we could see once the pressure was off on the last few days when he was just doing so poorly and everything was was sort of gone, he won three. He got a great win over Sadanumi, Nishikifuji and that Kagiaki win you talked about. So, you know, he can pull them out, but the, the pressure well, really gets to him. sumo is pressure. Exactly. No, I'm not saying it's yeah. it's great, but at least he got to his highest rank. Yes. You know, he, he'll fall back down and he'll get to oh, have another go. It's a journey. Absolutely. Takanosho, he's at Magashira 9. He went 6 and uh, 8. That yeah, can't six. be right. Have I not... Uh, David. No, that's probably me. Six and nine. Six I think and nine. He finished on, and yeah, look, today it, it typified his uh, performance over the last fifteen days. Just got dragged around by Maysay with ease. Maegashira nine. It's a uh, nostalgic rank for Takanosho because back in twenty twenty in March, at the same rank, Maegashira nine, he went twelve and three. Kanto Shou, Jun Yusho, and that was the start of the run that saw him uh, move to Sekiwake by November of 2020. He stayed there for four basho, and since then it's been a bit of a bit of a rough time for Takanosho. It's hard to see the form that got him all the way to Sekiwake. Yeah, he's still doing positive sumo on some days. Like day 11, we saw him beat Hokuto Fuji. He stayed on the road for a little bit uh, before succumbing to Makakoshi on day 14. So he did hold out for quite a while. He's still got his fan base. You can always see fans of his in the crowd, but not quite coming through for them. Takanosho finishing on six and nine. The other Magashira nine was Endo. He went nine and six. Sometimes with Endo, yeah I, yeah, I just don't quite know how he gets to the scores he gets to, but uh, yeah, he just got he got some wins. Although he hankered Takara Fuji in a series of three hankers against Takara Fuji that were absolutely not on, <laughs> and so those three people have been blacklisted in my book. Uh, and Endo's one of them. Yes. Bad faith hanker against the wonderful Takara Fuji on day 10. But other than that, he went fine. He was always going for the front of the Moashi and uh, often it worked for him. Aoyama was at Magashira 10. And as usual with him as well, he had some good days and some bad. Uh, he pulled mostly and sometimes went for the push. 
Uh, he went five and zero yeah, to start off Yeah, he had a great with. start. Yeah, <laughs> looked really great. Uh, great throw against Koto Eko on day 12. He destroyed Endo on day 13 to get his Kachikoshi. Uh, so he finished there on eight and seven. He wasn't able to do much after that. Yeah, it's great to have Aoyama around lurking in these lower ranks. He's a danger always. Uh, the other Magashira 10, Hiradoumi. Oh, I love this guy. Hiradoumi. Yeah. He just comes out. There's something about him. He's He, he looks great. Yeah. In Makuchi. Fierce. He always fierce. looks fierce. He's always staring people down. He looks, he comes out in a bit of a Hoshoryu way with just like endless swagger and just confidence that he's going to win. I think he's got a really good presence on the doyo. He hasn't quite backed it up uh, with his stats, although he went really well in November to get him up here to um, Magashira 10. Well, it was a 10-5. 10, five 10 and 5, yeah. that's right. And now he got his Kachikoshi. So that's great news for him. It was it was a little bit uh, down to the wire. He got it on day <laughs> 14. 14, And yeah. this was a win against Kotoeko as well. Yeah. So Kotoeko, day 14 beaten by Hiradumi. Don't want to harp on about Kotoeko, but also I do. Day 15 beaten um, as well. And no, all right. We'll, we'll get to Kotoeko we'll eventually. We'll get to that later. But Hiradumi, he was one of the ones who beat him. And look, let's put it into perspective. This is Hiradumi's third basho in Makuchi. He, as you said, he fought at his highest rank of Magashira 10 and 8-7. We'll probably see him rise to Magashira 9, his highest rank, slowly. But surely <laughs> Hiradoumi is going to become part of our lives. And I like it. I like it too. At Magashira 11, Chiyoshoma, we ran our typical, uh, our usual Chiyoshoma Henka competition. Uh, which usually involves us giving away one prize, but we're very, very generous people. And so, look, if he hankers more than once, we just have to go with it. And he did this time around. Uh, he fought really hard as usual without necessarily picking up the wins. Uh, he only did the two hankers. I mean, I think that's <laughs> only two hankers. That's uh, pretty good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Day five against Endo, and uh, that's Alexander Goldie. Uh, we're still. I haven't sent them off yet, but I will, I promise. Day nine <laughs> <laughs> against uh, Takara Fuji and Loz won that one. So they're coming your way and uh, listen out next time for the very small window that the Chiyoshoma Henker competition is open for. It's usually on in the Australian time zone because <laughs> we usually do it in the afternoon. But, yeah, Chiyoshoma, I don't know, he, he ended up 5 and 10 at Magashiri 11. He's going to drop down. Um, he went Makakoshi on day 13, did some good sumo, but not many wins. Yeah, sometimes it goes that way. Uh, the other Maegashira 11, Tochinoshin. Yeah. Tragedy. Yep. So went Kyujo on day four. So it ends up with a record of two wins, three losses. Actually, I should say Kyujo on day five. Injury on day four. Injury yeah. on day four. So he finishes two wins, three losses and 10 days off. At Maegashira 11, you would think that he may still be in the uh, top division come March. Yes. But I reckon he, I reckon he won't be. Okay. Well, it, I think it'll be a line ball. Um, and as I, I think you're right, with the stacked Sanyaku means that we ha will have fewer yeah. Maegashira positions. Look, I hope that in doing the Banzuke, they give Tochinoshin one more chance. He's a champion. Let him go out on his terms. A, a, a Kyujo 
and an injury shouldn't be the way he leaves the top division. Yeah. Come on. It's an art, not a science. I, I've, I think Am I dreaming? bad news for you. No, okay, yeah. I'm dreaming. Yeah, I mean, keep keep up the hope, okay. I reckon, because if you have the hope all across January and yeah, February, true. when does the Banzuke come up? That's, that's a fair whack of hope before you see that okay. Kochenishin is most definitely going down into Juria. Well, look, I mean, you know, we're talk, we spoke earlier about Asanyama being in Juria and about how uh, – he dominated it so much that he <laughs> should go straight to Makuchi. Are, are what you comparing? Do you, what, what do you think Tochinoshin's going to do down there? Well, with a dislocated shoulder, it depends whether oh, that. I still think he'll be better than most of the guys down there. Maybe. Maybe. I wouldn't mind seeing him fight some of those those big guys. Well, I think it'd be funny. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's move on to Magashiro 12. Kagiyaki, he came into day 15 at 7 and 7. He lost to Oho, so he is Makakoshi at Magashira 12, which probably means he'll move up to Magashira 10. <laughs> With the special kagiyaki luck that he seems to have. And on the other side of Magashira 12, it's the retired Okonomi. Yeah, so we lost a the friend. The great man. Well, we lost a friend. We lost a great man on day six when Okonomi pulled the pin uh, on zero five, um, if you'd like to hear our retrospective of Okunumi, check out our uh, day eight podcast, the podcast before this one, where we go into detail about the life yep. and the handsomeness of Okunumi. <laughs> Very handsome. He's going to become uh, a coach under the name of Kimi Gahama Oyakata. I, that's growing on me, that name. Yeah. Yeah. I like Kimi. it. Kimi. It's kind of cute. Yeah. Koroshoho at Magashira 13. We've talked uh, a lot about him in the uh, Yusho race right up to day 15 against Takakesho. It was day eight, though, until I realised that he was going really well. I just wasn't even looking at what was happening with him, but then he was seven and one, and from there uh, he kept going and great form. The other Magashira 13, Kodoeko. Wow, we're dying to hear the theme song. We would have loved to have played it for you tonight, but he just couldn't do it. I just wanted to blast it so loud. Oh, I know. Like three times in a row. When are we going to get to hear well, this? Everybody like, wants it. It feels like forever since we've pulled out the uh, the old MP3. And it's going to be another few months at least before we hear it. Uh, when was the last time? It was March yep. last year. Yeah. Yep. Oh, uh. he... he I've just written every day for the last few losses that he had. Can he do it? Can he do it? Can he do it? And then just no, no. after it. <laughs> Kato Echo, please help us out next time. March, even though you're going to go only go down a tiny bit, Magashira 14, that's where you're going to get your Kachikoshi from. Absolutely. Sure. And speaking of that rank, Magashira 14, Ichiyamamoto mm. posted mm. a 10 and 5. And I have to say... I've been critical of Ichiyamamoto Sumo. Sometimes I find him a bit soft. Yeah, we've sort of been glossing over him a bit, I guess. Well, we have. He's the gloss king, <laughs> as we say. Uh, a bit too keen to pull when he should have pushed, but yep. we saw some great Sumo from him. This is Ichiyamamoto's first Makuchi double-digit result. Uh, he's been really down the, the lower end uh, of the Magashira ranks. In fact, his highest rank was Magashira 13 back in July 2022. But with this 10-5 result in Magashira 14, we'll certainly see him fighting at his highest rank in March. I thought he looked really good. Yeah, me too. Whenever he doesn't just pull and run himself around the, the doyo, uh, that can occasionally work, 
but not overall. And, you know, he did some good steamrolling. He didn't get his kachikoshi until day 13, so he really left us on tenterhooks there. But then he steamrolled Azamaru on yeah. day uh, 14 and he was in pretty good form. So I enjoyed seeing this guy. I mean, he's got so much personality. He is a yeah. self-confessed massive <laughs> Wakataka Kage fan, <laughs> always talking about him and he's always does an interview that they play during the coverage during each basho. Well, there was a, a magic moment uh, I think before one of the day's action. So Abema TV has the quiz that they run every day and they were asking Ichiyamamoto about the question, which I think the day one question was around the last time we only had one Yokozuna, one Ozeki, whatever. And his answer was, uh, what does Wakataka Kage think? Yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, can I phone but, a friend? Yeah, that's right. He can said, I ask, can I phone a friend? Can I ask Wakataka Kage? But not in a, like, I'm trying to be funny way, but in like... What does he think? I know. It's, <laughs> it's a beautiful really thing. Lovely. And great to see Ichamamoto's uh, thrusting attacks, get some leverage, get some wins. I think this is a great result for him. Our other Maegashira 14, Azamaru, nine and six. Yes, and I was really pleased about this. We talk a little bit about these um, lesser storylines, I guess, in sumo. You know, we're, we're talking about who gets the Yusho, who gets special prizes, who moves up between divisions and stuff. But for me, I was really invested this time around in Azamaru uh, getting a Kachikoshi and I sort of got a bit of a whiff of it getting close to uh, day 12, which is when he ended up getting it. He looked pretty powerful and he's tried five, day, five, five times before. Um, the first time back in 2019, he's never got a uh, kachikoshi in Makuchi. That's he wild. has stayed because before he's yeah. jumped right up to a higher Magashira rank and then with a makakoshi, he's stayed in Makuchi. So he's been in Makuchi for two times in a row before but never with a kachikoshi and this is his first one he did lose on day 15 to Ura. That's okay. He ended up nine and six, and I was really pleased with that. Yeah, I think uh, a good news story in sumo. Maegashira uh, 15, Tsurugisho unfortunately lost his 7-7 matchup against Abi today to go Makakoshi. Look, Maegashira 15, Tsurugisho going up against Maegashira 3 and current Yusho holder Abi didn't feel right to me. It was weird. It was really early in the day as well. Yes, it was. So uh, Tsurugisho at Maegashira 15, depending on how many uh, spots we have at the top rank, might move back. Worth mentioning, he hankered Takanosho on yeah. day 12. Yeah. To stay on the road to Kachikoshi 5 and 7. Honestly, there were so many hanker. Yeah, stick around. In a few minutes, we'll uh, have an interview with Ben Marshman, hanker doctorate to uh, analyse what went on. Uh, Mitori was our other Maegashira 15 and he was another one who just missed out. Yeah, he went seven and eight. I uh, was pretty heavily invested in him getting a Kachikoshi as well. I really wanted him to stick around in Makuchi. It's unsure, as you said, because uh, whether there'll be those lower ranks or not, depending on how many Sanyaku there'll be. I think he'll be able to stick around. He's the loneliest man in sumo because he's the only rikishi in his haya. No lower ranks, no one to cook him. Chunko, no one to be his tukubito. I never to get someone on. from another haya. I never thought of that. So he cooks, he cleans. He says himself, goodnight to himself, himself. At, at night. Sad. Gee, very sad. 
Uh, so if anyone deserves to, don't go to d- to no, darker I went place. There. Yeah, yeah. I need to come it's back. Okay. It's, it's okay. Depressing. They just need to get some other people. I think. <laughs> I think maybe they need to amalgamate. Yeah, with someone else. Um, amalgamate's not the word, isn't it? Put them together. No, I think it's a good word for mm. it. Well, the last time you came into Makuchi in September last year, you went five and ten. So this is a Positive better result. Better score for him. He Great showed stuff. some good, strong sumo. And then finally, the Magashira 16 rank. There's good news and there's bad news. Well, the good news first Takara Fuji finished on eight and seven, a winning record. The first for a while, and I think the thing that stuck out for us, and we talk about uh, this with Ben uh, in our interview in a few minutes, Tagara Fuji got hankered three days in a row. Yeah. It's not on. It's not on. His Magashira is 16. Okay, let me look up who it was. First, Chiyoshoma. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, expected. That's fine. Second, Endo. I've already said. Okay, bad. Shame. No good. Third, Aoyama, just thinking. That's funny. He's seen it twice. No, I, yeah. He's like, I'll yeah, do it. It's funny. I mean, he loves Harakikomi, Aoyama, so he's already yeah. looking for, <laughs> for a slap down. But not he that style. He doesn't hanker all the time, but uh, he doesn't mind looking for that slap down opportunity and he found it. But to hanker Takara Fuji, who's obviously not having a great time of it down at Magashira 16. Yeah. Finally on day 14, he got his Kachikoshi. Kachikoshi against Hokuto Fuji, and he looked so relieved. I was on tear watch again. Well, didn't he? When he got that win, he looked like a weight had been lifted off his shoulders. And it makes sense. He hasn't fought at this lower rank since uh, November 2012. Yeah. When he was a Jurio 1. So it's been a long time since he's been down there. He was knocking on the door of Jurio. And remember too, I've just remembered the reason why the Henkers were particularly Egregious. Mm. It's mm. because he broke his little finger on oh, day four. Oh, that's right. Of course. So he came in for the rest of the basho with a heavily strapped hand. Um, although maybe now I think about it, the hankers are a gift because he doesn't have to hit his hand against people. He just has to go straight well, that's down. That's a very generous interpretation, <laughs> can I say. Oh, no. They were trying to help him. Well, great to see Takara Fuji get a Kachikoshi for the first time in a little while. And as you said, there was some bad news mm-hmm. at Maegashira 16, and that's Chiyomaru. Yeah, he went 4-11, and 11, Mr. Sumo heading straight back down to Jurio. He did keep himself on the road to Kachikoshi for a bit, but on day 10, couldn't hold out any longer. He got his Makakoshi against Miyogiryu. He has just come up from Jurio. It's a very brief stay. Chiyomaru not able to not able to uh, hang on to that, any sort of form really at the moment. No, not really. And it, it, it furthers our argument that you need a division in between Jurio and uh, Makuchi <laughs> with about six yeah. spots. Yeah. And Chiyomaru, he's a perfect uh, candidate for that. Too good for Jurio. Not good enough for Makuchi. He should be able to stay there. <laughs> the Mr. Sumo division, we'll call it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the limbo of the sumo world. That's right. Well, he's one of the guys who will be going down to Jurio. Uh, maybe Maturi, as I mentioned before. I think Tochinoshin will be. Oho, uh, going 4-11 and 11 in the end. Uh, Maegashira 8, he'll probably stay. Ichi Nojo was yeah. the other one who will uh, drop out. And obviously there's a on, spot. Do you, do you think he'll drop out of Makuchi? Yeah. Ichinojo, yep. I think they'll find a spot for him. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think he'll stay at, you don't think he'll stay at Magashira 7? No, it's not a COVID thing. No, not stay at Magashira 7. Are you saying drop out of 
Makuchi. I I thought maybe in in addition, like another extra little punishment. Sorry, I thought this was a podcast of dreams. <laughs> yeah, my dream is that Ichinoje goes down to Juria. Really? Yes. Why do you dream that? Oh, I don't know. No, it's not in my good books. Let's let's forgive. Let's forget. Oh, I can't. I will. <laughs> After one Basho in Juria, I'll forgive and forget. Yeah, okay, okay, fair enough. I think he deserves to go down there. There's also a spot from Okunumi's retirement. Yes. So uh, we will see a few people from Jurio make their way into the esteemed ranks of uh, Makuchi. Now, before we hand over to our uh, interview with Ben that we did earlier today, I have one more segment. Yes. And it's Ishiura. Oh, okay. Let's not forget about Ishiura. Okay, Ishiura... Memorial Day. Well, I just want to spend a couple of seconds thinking about when or if he will come back. Okay. I don't have the answers. Yeah. And that's the end of the segment. Okay. <laughs> will he? Oh, no, that was, sorry, no, that was the I'm end of the sure. segment. No, we don't, <laughs> don't have any more. Right. question. That's about the wrap-up of this basho. We're going to hand over to an interview that we did earlier with Ben Marshman, uh, scientist of Henker, uh, and we'll catch you after that. A lot of people have been calling this basho the Henker basho. We saw a lot of Henkers happen over the last 15 days and we thought we need to talk to the, well, some would say the most prominent uh, Western researcher of the science of the Henker, Ben Marshman. Uh, And we have Ben here with us today as a special guest to talk through what we saw over the last two weeks. Hi, Ben. Thanks for joining us on Sumo Mainichi. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Long-time listener, first-time caller. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ben, it's not just a feeling, is it? Uh, These hankers, there's been a few of them this time around. Yeah, it's, um, look, as some people know, I track every hanker, um, mostly out of boredom about two years ago and not being able to find it on SumoDB after I waited 40 minutes to run a query. Um, But, yeah, look, it's, I think we're at 16 so far, which is the most we've had in one basho um, for two, two years. I started tracking him in 2021. In the time you've been tracking it, this is the most amount of hanker? This is the most. In and Makuchi. this is in Makuchi only? Just Makuchi, yeah. Look, wow. We usually run at an average of 20 across Makuchi and Juro combined. Wow. Um, okay. I haven't done Juro yet for this basho, but yeah, 16 just for Makuchi. So you said 16 total hankers yep. in Makuchi uh, to the end of day 14. Who were the biggest perpetrators of the move? Toby Zaru's thrown a couple. Um, That's a surprise. Yeah, that look, he, he's a seasoned defender from 2021. He toned it down last year. Um, yeah, he's the only one with multiples, it looks like. He kicked it oh, off. No, sorry, on... Midori Fuji's had two as well. Right. Midori Fuji, yeah, he can, he can, he loves a hinker every yeah. so often. He does it often when the pressure's on, I mm. think is my feeling on that. Toby Zaru, he kicked it off, didn't he, on... On day four? Yep. That's an uh, early hanker. Oh, yeah, they're usually not too many until someone gets to sort of three and zero and starts to panic. Um, yeah. And so I, I think Toby Zaru, as you said, he's uh, doesn't mind a hanker, but I think this one on day four was particularly painful to witness. It was against Takiyasu. Mm. It was, but thankfully it wasn't successful. Yes. Oh, wow. So <laughs> Toby Zaru <laughs> lost that one, luckily. Uh, Toby Zaru, though, uh, did it, was it the following day against Kiribayama as yeah, well? backed it up, um, learned from his mistakes and won that one. Is that common to hankers in a row? Uh, unless you're Teretsuyoshi, no. 
<laughs> hey, come on. Let's go easy on Teretsuyoshi. Well, he hasn't been doing it this time around. I know nah. you haven't done the Jurio stats yet because he is down there, but I I don't remember one at all. From no, him. I think he lost his way late last year and I think he had he had a basher where he, I think he did three or four in a row. I'm not sure how uh, malleable the uh, spreadsheet is, but is there a way to track who is the most hankered opponent? Yes. So there is. Okay. <laughs> I can sort for 21, 22 and all that kind of stuff. But no, okay. I looked at that. Yeah, Takara Fuji three in a row. Uh, yeah, and so that's he... half his losses. So that's that's a bit nasty. And he started off so well, he's right down there at the bottom of the mm. Banzuke mm. and he, he just stayed in this time around and he was looking better, but then he was hit on day nine, 10 and 11. Yeah, Not only bit... three hankers, but, but in a row. Pretty poor form to be hanker in M16, isn't it? Well... There's M16 and then there's Takara Fuji M16, which, yeah, yeah, that doesn't read all that well with me. I think the great thing about what we are calling the Henker Basho, and some say we might be entering year of the Henker, was that the way that the Henker seems to spread through the ranks, I won't say like a virus, but in a wave of inspiration, because Takara Fuji, after being Henkered by Chiyoshoma, then Endo, Aoyama walks out yeah. and tries it. So to see these bigger, less mobile ricochets just having a go at it. I mean, he lost uh, there in his hanker against Takara Fuji. I found that quite interesting to see. Hmm. No, that's not his first. So. Oh, not Aoyama's first. Okay, because I no. couldn't remember too many cases of Aoyama doing it uh, over the last few how, years. How does he, how's he represented he in the spreadsheet? one in 2021. Don't know, he had a couple last year. Well, he's always going for the Hadikikomi, or often going for the Hadikikomi, although we've seen mm. him push successfully a little bit on and off. But um, but I feel like, he, yeah, he doesn't go for the Henker straight up very often. But he did with Takara Fuji. He was lured into it by the others. <laughs> Chia Shoma, he's a repeat offender. We know we have the Henker competition here at Sumo Mainichi. How's he <laughs> gone this time around? Uh, I think he's been more restrained the last, I reckon, the last two or three basher. Um, he's got... He's got more respectable, hasn't he? He has, and then, you know, panic sets him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this time he started on day five against Endo and he lost, which you see often in your spreadsheet, the Henker doesn't always bring the win for sure. But we had to give away two Henker T-shirts this time around because he also did it on that day, day nine, nine against the aforementioned Takara Fuji. But he does look like he's getting better, doesn't he? He does. I think he's less. He's throwing it less, which is nice. I did want to just touch on a couple of other Rikishi's uh, hanker performances before we let you go, Ben. Tsurigisho, uh, um, a Rikishi that we saw throw a hanker on uh, day, 12. day 12 against Tucker North Shore. Uh-huh. Is this something Tsurigisho does very often? Oh, let's have a look. We can find him on the magical sheet. Tsurigisho in the last two years has seven, excluding, seven. Yeah. excluding this basher. So, but he's a heavy boy, so he's not likely. He's... It's not a quick hanker, is it? 190 at 400. No. <laughs> it's like a lumbering sidestep. That's right. I'm, I'm surprised that they, they work. Do you know how many of them have ended in success? Uh, six of seven. So we, um, oh, Tsurigisho, okay. Yeah. He's Quicker than we? I'm sorry. I'll and he, he likes to throw them against other serial offenders. So, uh, uh, okay, he... so you're saying that he's the honourable hanker yep. merchant. That's yeah. good stuff. Look, I think the low light of all of the hankers that we've seen uh, this time around, it has to go to Mitakumi. That uh, day 13 hanker against Tobizaru, he lost that one. It just didn't suit Mitakumi's look. 
I had that as my highlight. <laughs> what did you like about it? Because <laughs> he got caught in midair and driven off the bat. Off the, uh, off the it was funny. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I just thought when you see Mitakumi throwing out a hanker, you know things have gotten bad. Okay, so something else I've been wondering, and this is an ongoing question of mine, how many hanker end in a win for the hankerer? How much this time around in January? Uh, look, I do track that. So across the last two years, 67% of hankers result in a win, which might be a very quick win or it might be, you know, their opponent's on the back foot and then it might take 30 seconds, but 67 of the time they'll, 67% of the time they'll still get a win. Uh, January we're down um, at 62. So oh, throwing more. Like 50% though. Wow. Oh, yeah. So you're more likely to get a win. But, yeah, it's down 5%. And maybe there's less light guys in the top division. Maybe, you know, everyone's having a crack. Um, well, I guess it's uh, Teratsuyoshi. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> also being out. I mean, he that that's true. He's, isn't it? He's been responsible for the most anchor oh, yeah. in the last couple of years. Oh, absolutely, without without question. So I think uh, yeah, last year he had eighteen of the seventy two in total wow. at Mikuchi. <laughs> Someone had a good question on Facebook the other day that I'd never looked at, um, and that was who's the best um, hanker killer? As in, oh. who, who's the least likely to be defeated? And um, so I went and looked at that, and uh, it's across the. All secretary, it was Kaisho. Really? Who's about to go down from Jurel. Yeah. He had been hankered eight times, I think, um, and only lost one. Wow. Which is pretty impressive. Um, That is very impressive. I mean, as you said, it's a technique that often leads to a win because of its very nature. So, yeah, Kaisho, what is it about him? Good radar. (laughs) Good hanker radar. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, perhaps. Well, it's it's a psychology thing. Maybe he's just great at reading his opponents. I'm, I'm more impressed by Ben, your spreadsheet that can pull that data out so easily. <laughs> yeah. Have you thought about setting up a Patreon for this and making it your full time job? Oh, I'm sure there's a PhD in it. Bracket. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, Tokyo Sports University would probably bring you on to yeah. do a doctorate oh, I could, in Henker. I, I could just stay at Casanova's <laughs> joint, and uh, <laughs> he's got a spare room at the. Mansion, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Look, there are so many uh, pieces of data that you're capturing. What else have you found this time around that's interesting? Oh, look, the, I track all manner of things. So I look at what was the, the average rank of all of the Rixie thrown hinker, and it sits at about M8. So I don't know what to take from that. It's, um, probably just means it's straight down the middle. doesn't really make a difference. Um, ah. The average weight of the guys using a hinker is 143 so they're still on the lighter side and the the victim is um on average 160 so you know you're talking at least 17 kilo differential um and that's down from usual years it's usually about 23 kilos weight difference (laughs) (laughs) you have gone so deep in the hinker matrix so what we can take from that is that it's more likely a smaller opponent will try a hanker if their opponent is larger. Is I that, think so. Let's draw that conclusion. Time. Yeah. Can you give us your definition of how you, uh, in your data analysis, mm. differentiate a hanker and a meet and move? I think if the upper bodies touch first, and that could be hands on the shoulders, and then the feet go around, I'll call that a meet and move. 
Um, yeah. But if the feet go first, um, wow. I, I generally yeah. so call it So led by anchor. the feet. Yeah. Mm. So their intention, if the feet are out first and then their hands hit the shoulders, is they're on their way around already. And uh, Whereas Hashoya is pretty good at, you know, quick touch and then he's gone. Yes. Yeah, we see him do that quite a bit. Yeah. But he's good at it. So you, you can guarantee the purity of all these hankers that you're putting into the spreadsheet. <laughs> it's got the Ben Marshman seal of approval. What's the I, anti-hanker? I think it'd have to be the comedy sumo. I'd have to watch that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Love or it. I could just watch Hakuho doing, you know, the, you know, cat clap over and over again about a hundred times. Oh, yeah, that yeah, always yeah. Makes yeah. Me smile. Just some really good sumo is the, is mm-hmm. the antidote to a hand. Or, or, or as magic hands, this basher. Or as magic hands. That's the right. magic hands. Beautiful. <laughs> that was weird. Thanks so much, Ben. That's all right, guys. Thanks, Ben. So interesting to find out more about the hanker because, as I've said a number of times, it's a legal move. It's cool. But there is a lot of discussion around it. Who does it? Who gets it done to them? Who succeeds <laughs> with it? Uh, how many times they do it? And for someone to track all those stats yeah. that you just can't find anywhere else, it's very interesting. Absolutely. Well, so that's it uh, for Hatsu Basho. We want to say a big thank you, firstly, to everyone who listens uh, to the podcast. You are our favourite people in the world. Absolutely. If you would like to support us, you can do so via uh, PayPal uh, with our Gmail address, sumomainichi at Gmail. It's our sake fund and uh, this particular basho, we we bought a very nice bottle Mm. that we cracked during our uh, Jurio live stream today. Uh, So thank you for that. Uh, We also have uh, some very nice enamel pins uh, they're not like badges. They're actual proper pins. Yeah, and if you bought one of them, pop up a photo of you with it on or just a pin. You don't have to put your face on social media if you don't want to, but, you know, the pin or it with your, your cat or your dog or a sumo photo or something, just tag us in it on Instagram or on Twitter. Uh, and you can go to our Bandcamp page to order that. Uh Big thank you to everyone who's been getting involved in our Jurio live stream, uh, which we do on YouTube. We had a great crowd in today yep. in the chat. Lots of hot takes. Yeah. Yeah. Hotter takes than ours, like really spicy hot ones. Really <laughs> hot takes. Uh, a lot of Hokuseiho fans. Oh, yeah. Well, you said something. Yeah. I should yeah, <laughs> talk about Hokuseiho. <laughs> Uh, It's good to see that passion. But thank you so much again for joining us. Thank you for all of your support. We will be back uh, for March. Yes. We'll do a Banzuke episode and we will be in Osaka Mm. for the uh, Basho in March. And I think we'll find a way to bring you some content from that. So uh, until then, don't read anything about sumo. Enjoy your time off and we'll see you (laughs) next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. Yeah.